you're listening to Hamburg Design Review Sketchpod number three. Um, it's been a while since we released anything, so we hope you enjoy it. It's got some old stuff in it, some new stuff in it. There's a robot and lots of noises, which we hope you enjoy. Well, I for one couldn't think of anything better than a mug of hot tea to go with the croissant. And one thing's for sure, Martin Kelly agrees. And you can see that in Bake Hammers Under the Hammer at 11.45. But before that on Channel 7, we're going to get some sunshine. It's cash-loving British attics in the sun. Every year, more than 7,000 cash-loving British attics up sticks and relocate to the continent in search of the sweet life of sun, sand and cash. This week on Cash-Loving British Attics in the Sun, we meet Derek, a cash-loving attic from Winstead Mill, who is dreaming of starting a new life on the Costa del Sol. Derek, tell us why! I just love the sun, but mainly I love cash. That's bags of cash, stacks of cash, briefcases of cash, and sometimes duffel bags. Sometimes, sometimes even jars of cash. I'm not really one for cash machines, but every we now and then- We also meet Emily! Oh. We also meet Emily! A son and cash-loving Brit hoping to find a more cash-loving attic in the sunny south of France. I've looked everywhere in my attic, but it just doesn't love cash. So I'm going to the south of France to look for an attic that loves cash as much as I do. You want a real cash-loving attic? Yeah. In the sun? Yeah. In the south of France? <laughs> Yeah, in the south of France. And lastly, we meet Alan, a pile of cash who's been without an attic for three years. He's been getting by on his own in sunny sandy Malaga, but now he's hoping to find a real connection and a new attic to call home in the even sunnier and even sandier Sahara Desert. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you only live once, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Shoot for the moon, shoot for the sun. I just feel like people see me as a big mm-hmm. pile of cash and nothing well, that's more. What, that's so what I'm you are, Alan. A great big fucking dirty pile of cash. Love it. Anyway, that's what's in store. Welcome to Cash Loving British Attics in the Sun. Doing your tax returns can sound a bit like this. When it could sound like this. Plumbing. Sometimes it can sound like this. But we all know, really, it should sound like this. Cooking that perfect date night meal for two. Sometimes, let's be honest, most times it sounds a bit... Just for once though, it could sound more like this. Oh, that is lovely. Sticking a wash on, trying to choose the right outfit. It can sound like this, or this, or even this. When it could just sound like this. Finishing a great book, 
Sometimes it just sounds like this. When you probably wish it would sound something more like this. Huh, not bad. Getting home after the day from hell. Or heaven. Or just a bog standard normal one. The grindingly regular one. Tragically boring one. A good lunch day. A bad lunch day. A no lunch day. I'm starving. A hot lunch day. A cold lunch day. That's what a busted radiator sounds like. Why? Who knows? But it could sound like this. Yeah. Come on. Pick up the phone. Hello, this is the place. Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, hi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hello. Um, I'd like to report a break in, please. Um, our family home has been broken into. Okay, sir. Uh, can you describe the scene for me? Uh, yes, I can, officer. Uh, so we just got home from Centre Parks. Okay, Centre um, Parks. Yeah, our front door's open. Seems like there's some like extra wear and scuffing on the catch. So it's been open and closed like a, a whole bunch of times. Uh, someone's been in and basically just sort of trashed the place, okay, officer. Um, they've thrown our clothes everywhere. Uh, they've put about four washes on. Okay. Um, there's washes. a meal for two on the dining table. My my stainless pan's got a dent in it. One of our radiators looks like it's been battered with a hammer. Radiator oh, just... with a hammer. Okay, bear with me, sir. I've just noted yeah. the rest of that down. Radiator. Was there anything else to report? Yeah, um, also, so a load of our books have been taken off the shelves and left all over the place. Okay, that sounds like a podcast. Uh, what? Oh, so it's almost certainly a poltergeist. I, but don't, in the... I, don't, I don't think it's a poltergeist, officer. Well... I'm a police officer, sir. Um, but look, in the name, in, in, in the line yeah. of the police uh, protocol, we'll carry on your report and we'll conclude all investigative lines. Okay, okay. Uh, can I carry on? Yes, please, sir. Do carry um, on. Just, it, I'm, just, I'm looking now and it, it looks like they've they've done all my tax returns for some reason. Why, why would they do that? Oh, that's bizarre. Anyway. Um, and also there's uh, excrement in the, in, the, in the toilet. Sorry, sir. Excrement? Yeah, a, a shit, basically. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, whoever's been in there, they clearly just did it and then they didn't flush Shit. or they couldn't flush it i suppose maybe okay well it doesn't sound like they stole anything then uh, well no officer they nothing seems to be missing but all right it's clearly a break in and well um it sounds to me sir like someone's been doing a radio advert in what? your flat a, a radio advert yeah a shitty radio advert um <laughs> in your flat we had quite a spate of them recently especially in this area i don't know why but look we'll send a car over as soon as it's possible to a, do so a, a what a car sir no, I mean, what, what were they doing? I said people. it's um, well, so it's a shitty radio ad. You know what? What for? Who knows? But if you and your family need any support, yeah. if you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah. stressed out, yeah. or just a bit meh, then yeah. better help could be the best decision you'll ever make. Sorry, officer. Is this another ad? It certainly is, sir. It's all an ad these days, sir. <laughs> Welcome back to Cash Loving British Attics in the Sun. Let's check in on Emily our cash son and attic-loving Brit who's been in the sunny south of France looking for cash-filled attics. Emily, tell us a bit about what you've seen so far. My god, it's been tough. The attics here in the sun have even less cash than my old attic in the rain. I thought they would all be old money, filled with Matisse paintings and first edition Balzacs, ripe for turning into lovely wads of cash at auction. If not, just filled with actual piles of cold hard cash, you know what I mean? Chance to be a fine thing. But no, so far the attics have all been more student-y, full of ceramic pastille sash trays and rusty baguette choppers. Horrible. I don't know if I'm looking in the wrong place or what, but where are the cash attics I was promised? 
Emily, alright, look, you don't understand that it's actually much, much harder than you think trying to find attics that are just actually just full of, full of cash, okay? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting a bit bit heated. Um, yeah. All right, look, Emily, we're going to go to a commercial break. Um, we'll see you after that. Hi, everyone. Otto here from the Hamburg Design Review, popping in to let you know about a brand new podcast series coming out soon on the HDR network. We're really excited about this one. Celebrity Bookcast brings in some of the biggest names around for a bit of a chinwag. Some of them have just released a book, others have got books coming out at some point in the near future, and we'll be chatting to them, laying the really thin veil of what sounds like an interview over what is really a constructed promo sesh to sell the book. There's going to be some decent stories told, not the best ones, obviously, those of the paying customers. There's going to be laughs had, and, guys, it'll probably even get a bit emotional. Some meaningful pauses when no one's sure what to say, or at least the conversation We'll slow down a bit when whatever subject matter has been made available by the publisher inevitably dries up. But hey, some of the guests are actually quite interesting and fun to listen to, shameless promo or not. Some people don't need to sell quite so many copies, but then, in keeping, quite a few are basically just regular people who've somehow find the time to write an actual book. Maybe it's massive font. Who knows? Anyway, you'll listen because you like having some chat in the background while you hang the washing out. So yeah, look, let's be honest, they wouldn't give us the time of day if there wasn't something in it for them. I hope you can all get as- Sorry, sorry, I keep on- I can't say that, 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 that. Anyway, I hope you can all get as excited as us. We're looking forward to it. Please tune in. That's Celebrity Bookcast, coming soon on the HDR Network. Stay busy, Mars Rover. 
Yeah, and and I have been, you know. And it's you gotta, been, it's been good. You gotta sleep too, though. You know, standby mode every day. Yeah, no, I've been getting good sleep, getting good standby mode, eight hours a day. Um, but yeah, yeah I've, I've I've been like super busy. Um, collecting soil samples. I've been doing loads of that. Like you know, you like you told me. Um, like I, I spend my day just soil samples all day long. You know. Um. And, oh yeah, um, I finally figured out how to use that camera you gave me. Oh, that's great. It's a good camera, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, Dad, it's, it's like super great. It's um, good, it's crisp. It's really good photos. Look, we, we'd love to see any photos you got, you know what I mean? Would you? Yeah, the first ones you sent were nice, but if we're being honest, Mars Rover, they're a bit on the grainy side. Yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Dad. Hey, uh, um, hey, look, Mars Rover. Yeah? I know you're independent now, you know, yeah, you're yeah. out on your own, you're yeah. a big own robot, but I have to ask, have you been drinking? What? Are you hungover right now? Ugh, I mean, like... Are you? Maybe. You sound, you sound crunchy. Oh, okay, I'm, look, Dad, I'm, I'm a little bit hungover, but I don't see why it's a big deal, I mean, what's the issue? You, you just, you need to take care of yourself, I Mars know, Rover. I know, That means less time on the sauce and more time on the soil sample. Uh, the drilling into Martian rock, into yeah. the substrata. Remember the substrata. Yeah, yeah. Studying. Studying. Look, Dad, I, like I told you, I've been doing the work, okay? I've been doing so many soil samples. I've been drilling into so much Martian rock. Yesterday I did like five rocks, okay? I drilled into five rocks. I mean, I've been working hard, okay? You never and tell I just, us though, you never send us any pictures. Well, I, I tried, but it's not my fault that it turned out grainy. I mean. I know how to use the camera now, and I'm trying to tell you that I've been doing the work, but I need to cut loose too. So last night, I just had a few drinks, okay? I went for a few drinks. That's fine. I'm only saying this because I care. Me and Professor Harding, Prof we both care uh, a lot yeah, about you. You're Professor Harding? Really? I know what you think about Professor Harding. Yeah, she's she's bad news, okay? She, she's, not she's not bad good news. I love her, okay? We pitched you to the government, the two of us. You owe a lot to Professor Harding. You wouldn't exist without her. Oh, don't, don't. We, don't together, we oversaw the initial planning stages right through to construction, yeah, the beta yeah, testing, testing and the launch. Yeah. Thank you. I know. So you can have your fun. That's fine. Well, it doesn't sound like it. It no, is, it is. But please, please, Mars Rover, for the yeah. love of God, just look after yourself. I am, okay? Do you remember what I told you? Yeah, I remember. You only told me like 500,000 times. Okay, then what, what did I tell you then? You told me that I cost $2.2 billion worth of taxpayer, taxpayer money. money. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's taxpayer money. Yeah, that's, that's U.S. US citizens. citizens. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. I, 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 bet, I bet the Chinese rover doesn't have to deal with any of this bullshit. Mars rover? Yeah. Have you been talking to the Chinese rover? I mean, yeah, I'm a bit. Jesus Christ. I mean, she look, Dad. She's actually really cool. Jesus okay, listen, Christ. Listen. She, she, she is. She might well be cool. Cool. Yeah. But we specifically asked you not to talk to her. We did not program you for this, Mark Rover. <sighs> well, look, there's no one else to hang with. You oh know? my! Don't give me that. Isn't there like a British Rover? No. What? There's no nice French Rover. I'm sure your mom would love for you to bring home a nice Rover Francais. Dad, okay, look, I, I, I don't know what that accent was. For French accent. Look, I don't, I don't think so. Perfect. But whatever. Um, look, Dad, there's no, like, you know, I don't have many people up here, okay? 
this me and the Chinese rover and frankly, um, we're like a high level NASA scientist. I don't know how you have so little awareness of what's going on on Mars. Well, maybe that's because you don't call much. Well, your mom, Professor Harding. She's not my, not my mom, dad. Okay? Well, she might as well be. And, and, you're, not, and you're not even my real dad, okay? Uh, I don't know who my dad is. And that's why the Chinese rover is the only one who understands me. Oh yeah. Okay? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you wait. I think Russia are sending their own rover up oh, there. Great. Let's see how much she understands you and wants to hang out then. Well, why are you being such a dick, Why huh? aren't you sending my any rock samples, huh? You really care about rock samples that much? Yes, I do. Sometimes I feel like that's the the only reason you sent me up here. Well, newsflash, buddy boy. That is the only reason I sent you up oh, there. Oh, Dad, come on. And temperature readings. Temperature readings? And the Terra Hydro reports. Ugh. That's looking for signs of ancient life. Well, what about my life, huh? Dad. Look, I... I just care, okay? I care a lot. Of course we care about your life. Doesn't seem like you care about your life. We want what's best for you, Mars Rover. Seem like it, Dad. I'm sorry. Sometimes I get ahead of myself. You know, I think about the future. Yeah, you always think about the future. It's always the future with you. It's never, never here and now. Well, I work at NASA, not the fucking museum. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about post grad. You know, maybe Venus, Jupiter. They've got a great syllabus on Jupiter. They've got great rocks. It's a gas planet, Dad, so, I mean, <laughs> good luck with that, I guess. Okay, smartass. Then Venus. Look, I am in love with the Chinese rover, and China has no interest in Venus, okay? And we want to be together. <sighs> well, America does. And, of course, China would say that. For now. Sure. I just... <sighs> I... Dad. Look, maybe we should try it, you know, try this next week. Call it a day, you know? Yeah, I but, know. You should probably go and take sleep here. Yeah, I, I think I think that'd be a good idea, to be honest. Welcome back to Cash Loving British Attics in the Sun. Hopefully you'll remember our three amigos, Derek, Emily, and Alan. Well, Emily's run of bad luck in the south of France and Derek's issues with the Spanish Immigration Agency, gambling, and an unexpected run-in with a cutthroat Airbnb host have forced us to think outside the box. So here we are, in the scorching hot Sahara Desert, with all three of them. Guys, how about this? We've got cash, we've got an attic, we've got a Brit, and I have to say, we've got a lot of sun. Emily, what are you thinking? Oh, this is fab. I haven't known Alan long, but he's such a nice, big, friendly, big pile of cash. He sure is. Big pile of cash. Yeah, cash. Lovely cash. 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 Lovely cash. 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 Big pile of cash. Cash. Ah, we love cash on this program. That's the one thing that we love above all else. It's when we find cash. Especially when we find it in the attic. It doesn't matter where the attic is, it could be in the Sahara Desert, it could be in the San Tropez. So long as we're finding big piles of cash. Son? Son, I told you not to come in. No, don't, don't talk to them. Son, don't. What's this shit 
Take me to the no, no, just, just, just get out. Hello again, dear listeners. This is Bob speaking. I hope you're all faring well out there, especially after what we've seen over the last few days. At the time of recording, the Mint Giant stock index has only just managed to raise a thoroughly broken finger. And you guessed it, it's the middle one, flipping the bird at all you bond enthusiasts. So we'll be covering that. And on the same theme, yes, the name's Bond. Corporate Bond. And this martini is most definitely shaken. That's right, we're gonna delve into that. So I guess, buckle up. Because this ride ain't got no airbags. I know I can't wait either. And finally, we're going to take a peek at the new 5,000 dong note from Vietnam. That's right, Arthur Manchego is going to pop in to give us his view on that noteworthy new release. I can see myself out. But before we get into the mains, we have, as our appetizer, this special report from Frisky Finance's Metro-based correspondent, Sam Morganman. Sam, if you will. My name is Sam Morganman, and I've been a financial journalist for the best part of ten years. I'm 34 years old, and I live in Queens, New York, with my beautiful wife and our three young kids. We live in a nice area, with a wonderful sense of community and good local schools. We've got a pretty neat gym around the corner that my wife and I manage to get to three or four times a week. Couples workout classes. Real cute, and keep the body bedroom fit. Perfect. Let me tell you about my kids. My two boys are already showing early signs of both their old man's easy charm and their mother's bookish intelligence. My eldest son, Morgan Morganman, has been nominated for head of school. My daughter, Georgia, has landed the leading role in the East production. Huckleberry just turned six. Their smiles are like gleaming flashes of toothpaste advertisement white. Viewing my life as you are, from an outsider's perspective, you're probably thinking that I live a damn near perfect modern American life. Well, appearances can be misleading. Recently, I've not been sleeping so well. For the last month, my wife has woken more nights than she cares to remember to find me crying out in the pressing dark, crying out at the largely silent nemesis that haunts my dreams in many of my waking moments. My nemesis is a 720 kilogram South African buffalo, my bete noire with a net worth of 8.5 million US dollars. This buffalo has been seared into my mind's eye ever since I first came across it while idly flicking through the pages of an in-flight magazine on my way from New York to Cape Town. There it was, printed in black and white. This South African buffalo is worth 8.5 million US dollars. 8.5 fucking million. I felt something shift deep within my psyche. This buffalo whose noise remains unknown to me and yet whose laugh I feel I know so well. This buffalo who is worth so much and whomst I hate. Just why? Why is it worth so much? If I could only answer that question, maybe I could finally get some rest. So I tried to do some digging into this buffalo's cash flow and assets. The usual tricks of the trade when you're a financial journalist. Pull up the minutes of shareholder meetings, check out tax records, ownership structures and the like. Nothing too advanced, but crucial groundwork that can still turn up some gold nuggets if you're lucky. But not this time.
whatever financial chicanery this buffalo had been involved in to build up its substantial fortune, it seemed to have left behind no paper trace whatsoever. I have never been one for blind speculation, but here, I was clutching at straws. My mind started whirring over time, generating wild guesses. Maybe... maybe this buffalo was a recent signing for a major league sports team. A new multi-million dollar star quarterback, packed with muscle and brutish energy. I did a quick Google. Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bisons, sure, page after page of results. But for my buffalo, my buffalo, jack shit. Maybe this buffalo had just completely lucked out, swallowed a bunch of valuable forgotten treasure, unearthed by chance in its muddy plot. The kind of off-grid material wealth that leaves behind no paper records or middlemen to bribe. No, Sam, get real. 8.5 million dollars worth of undiscovered treasure, suddenly unearthed and wholly swallowed by a buffalo? Not a chance. For it to have built up this kind of wealth so swiftly, without even showing up on my finely tuned radar, this buffalo was more likely to have been involved in Bitcoin, an area in which I admittedly have a blind spot. I called up some of my Bitcoin buddies, fellow Yale men who have gone on to command a much larger salary than me, albeit with the waistband to match. I started with my old pal Bruno Fellemeyer. Hi, Hi Sam. Sam. Long time no here, buddy. Five minutes of pleasantries. How's life, man? I just bought a new... Fighting back the urge to throw up at the sound of his moneyed, treacly voice, but I finally popped the question. The following is a recording of the conversation that followed. What you're about to hear is a recording of the conversation that followed. So, I guess you heard about this South African buffalo, huh? South African what? Worth 8.5 million. Pretty new to the game. Seems like he kind of came out of nowhere, you know him? This is a... This is a buffalo you're talking about, right? A buffalo. Yeah, Bruno. A South African buffalo. Worth a lot of Sam. money. Real big shot. Look, Don't tell me you haven't come across him. Sam, you gotta be kidding me right now. I know you were always kind of the jokester, but you sounded pretty serious right about now. I'm not messing around here, Bruno. There's a buffalo out there worth 8.5 million dollars. And I want to know why it's worth so goddamn much. Well, me as well, man. What's its secret, huh? I don't know. I'm... It's not really my thing, is it? You're the financial journalist, man. That sounds like You're pretty switched on. Don't tell me you know nothing about it. I don't. How could it possibly have gotten so wealthy? Ah, uh, geez, Sam. Man, I forgot. I got another call booked in for now. Can I call you back? It was unmistakable. My old pal, Bruno Fallemeyer, had something to hide. Can I call you back? And it smelled like buffalo shit. That was Hamburg Design Review Sketch Pod number three. If you liked it, then good. If you have any feedback, then, you know, we're just dying to hear it. Um, hopefully it won't be as long next time. Uh, the wait for the pod, the pod might be as long or longer, who knows? Or shorter. But yeah, um, till then.